Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Please, please, please be straight with me. My Talk 107.1 is KTMY-FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Do you bring news I trust? Georgia. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 107.1, uh, complete with Bradley now. Yes, back from his cruise, Bradley, we got to talk about your fun times on the cruise. Which would you like to hear about first? My favorite dining experience or whether the pillows were mm, a little lackluster on the (laughs) Carnival Horizon? (laughs) No, no, no. Well, now you mentioned that you saw, um, if you just joined us, Bradley mentioned he saw a TV show. Unexpectedly, he saw this being filmed. I was on an excursion, minding my own beeswax, actually enjoying myself on a beautiful little uh, trip, day trip in... Uh, the Dominican Republic. Uh, we were headed to this island off the coast of La Romana in the Dominican. And it was, you know, we're just soaking up the sand and the sun and the water is like, like every time I like turn, I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen that shade of blue before. Oh my God, I've never yeah. seen anything. I mean, you're just gorgeous, right? Beautiful day. We're taking the boat back to uh, the cruise ship. And they're like, hey, we're going to take a swing by this film or this TV set. And I was like, TV set. Well, apparently, a little show you may have heard of <laughs> called Survivor oh. is filming off the coast of the Dominican Republic. <gasps> but wait, there's more. I know you have lots of questions, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike. I'm sure you do too. You're like, I didn't know Survivor was filming in the Dominican Republic. I mean, you didn't know that, right? I did not. Okay, I didn't know that either. It's, but it's not Survivor that you and I would watch. The U.S. version? No, it's not this, the U.S. version. And they didn't really tell us any of this. They were All they said was like, we're going to go by where Survivor is filming. And I thought, well, maybe this was like a, a, a studio, or not a studio, what do you call it? Like a, a set that has been used in the past. You know, mm. like they, they used it in the past and now it's done. But it, the remnants of the oh know, right, right. Are still No one's there, there right now. But Surviving. lo and behold, there were <laughs> yeah, there were no survivors. But as we like flitted by, we were on a powerboat, by the way. Oh, a speedboat. Oh my god, have you ever been on a speedboat? Uh huh. It's real fast. It is, and which is good since you, I can just kind of close my eyes and pretend I'm not on a boat. Yeah, except like you would oh hit slamming your yeah behind would hit the seat like every yes. ten seconds. Anyway, so we're bebopping by the coast, and I see people, and I see a camera crew, and I see, like, they've got a boom, they've got all this stuff, they've got, like, 
just incredible set pieces that are out. So I'm like, this is an active set. I did not know that Survivor. I don't watch Survivor anymore, admittedly. But right. I don't. Either. I was not aware of this. So I had to do some digging, and it turns out it's not the American Survivor, the U.S. version of that TV show. It is Survivor Romania. Oh, I had no idea there was a Survivor Romania. Well, I guess there's Survivor, a lot of different versions yeah. around the world now because it's so popular. Yeah, yeah. And that's not surprising, I guess. But uh, Survivor Romania 2023, it is the fourth season of the Survivor Romania series. Mm-hmm. Apparently that is going down right now in La Romana, which is the general area that we were in the Dominican Republic. And it it was so cool. Like they they were like, we're gonna like whiz by, but you gotta be quiet because we don't want to get yelled <laughs> what? at. Okay. I don't know if what you, do you know this. Quiet? You can't be quiet on a speedboat with a bunch of and can cocktail you even hear cruisers. Cocktail cruisers. And were you quiet? Heck no. Were Everybody's you like, like Hi! Yeah, like, wow. I mean, I don't, we weren't close enough to see like actual faces, but we could see, you know, the people, the people and stuff moving. So I'm sure they were like, oh my God, cut, you know, strike the set. Oh my God. Cause we were, yeah, well, you, because, you screwed up the audio. I don't know. Maybe watch the next season of Survivor Romania and you'll, <laughs> you'll hear some Your people voice? from the Carnival Horizon ballyhooing in the background. Oh my gosh. But that was kind of fun. I've never seen anything like that before. And I will say it looks the area that, they film that they were filming in is just like pristine jungle, uh, not jungle, tropical, yeah, like palm trees and sand. And I mean, it just absolutely picturesque. I have a question. Yeah. Did you see with within like you've got the boundaries of the set mm-hmm. and where they're filming and everything? Did you see beyond that? What were there other people on the island? Were there quarters for the crew yeah. that were yeah. nice? Yeah. Okay. So you got to see. So it's interesting that you that you mentioned that so as we first approached and we sort of did like a you know just a because it was all along the coast and we were just whizzing by the coast yeah and you start and we saw like the set where you could see like you know they have some of the games things that they do with like scaffolding and like targets and like stuff yeah clearly set pieces right Mm -hmm. but then pat like right on the other side of that would be like a big long curtain no you know, dividing the set. And then there were like tents, Uh which clearly were for the crew and vehicles and things. So it was like, you know, tropical oasis abandoned on an Island. Uh And then right behind it, it's like all the cast and crew and people are probably smoking ciggies, you know, like with electricity. (laughs) There's grips back there. And there's somebody to talk about the grips. You got to have grips and gaffers. Uh And uh, so, yeah, no, you totally had that sort of, Here's the set, and then behind the set, so you got to see sort of and there are the people Truman back show. there eating sandwiches, and yeah, just like in front like of the griping about their lives, yeah. And meanwhile, you're trying to <laughs> pretend that this, you know, they're all out in this abandoned tropical area. Well, and then the rest of the island was it inhabited by residents, or was it really just a remote island that didn't have any other civilization I, on it, or could you not see that? Well, here's the thing: I can't remember off the top of my head if they were on see we went our excursion for the day was out to this beautiful island called and i'm probably probably pronouncing it incorrectly sauna Sa- mm-hmm. like s-a-o-n-a it's this island at the tip of the eastern end of the dominican republic and a lot of like day trips out to that island yeah. and you go out on the island and they have a little setup there so you can have lunch and just lay out on the beach and snorkel and stuff 
I I don't know if the set was on that island or if it's in the very adjacent mainland, mm. but wherever beyond that set was pretty mm, unpopulated. Okay, like, very quiet. It wasn't like they were in the middle of a city or something. Yeah, yeah that's what I always wondered. Yeah, yeah. Like no, when it, they go out into the jungle, is there a house like right behind like, there, like someone's there's backyard? There's a Denny's like right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> and in the night, since it's 24 hours, they sneak off and go get a. Uh, it certainly felt moons that over my hammy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it certainly felt that way in terms of like where the cat, the crew, and everything was. Like you're like, okay, so they can obviously see. Like they're not a like. It's shot visually, so you feel like they're out in the middle of nowhere. Of course, but. The the cast clearly realizes that there's you know yeah it the doesn't world feel as um scary yeah it doesn't know? feel as you just know that I'm you're sure. starving while there's sandwiches right behind the curtain yeah oh, it, which wow. has to be kind of like a I don't know crazy can I tell you one other thing really quickly of course because this has never happened on a cruise mm-hmm. they had to tragically evacuate somebody from the ship. And it was, uh, we were told, we didn't really know what was going on until all of a sudden a Coast Guard medevac helicopter shows up. Okay. Literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, off the back of the ship where, by the way, that's where my cabin was. That's your balcony. So like two floors above me, <sighs> Yeah. they picked up a crew member, allegedly, who was suffering a, from a medical condition that uh-huh. needed to be treated uh, on the mainland. And so we had to, the ship, unbeknownst to us, again, we're just enjoying our cruise. Apparently, we had turned around and we're going like in the opposite direction for two hours because we oh. had to get close enough to uh, the Coast Guard you had to go radius. Back. The closest Coast Guard was in Puerto Rico. So we had to go back two hours so that they could get within flying distance of oh. this medevac helicopter. And then again, they just like right before the helicopter showed up, they gave us a like, don't post anything about uh, on social media, like out of privacy and respect for the team member. Like, just don't film, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, what? Film what? And then all of a sudden, the loudest, most like this thing just appeared and it's hovering right above us. Was it a portal that it appeared out of? No. Oh, shoot. Okay. (laughs) I guess it could have been. I don't know. A government portal. I I was truly not paying that close attention. But I've never seen anything like that before, and um, I don't know. I tried to look online. Because you did not take video. Oh, God, no. But, but you... people were. Okay. People were talking about on. it afterward. And if you go on Facebook, people have posted on Facebook. And I'm like, you guys, they were like, hey, could you not, told you not to. do this? Um, but it was, a f- I, I don't want to say fascinating experience, but certainly a unique experience I've never had before. And it just makes you happy to know that if something goes down, because you do wonder, I mean, the ship I was on is a mm-hmm. smaller, not smaller, medium-sized ship, 3,500 people or so. You do wonder what happens if somebody has a medical emergency. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know if something ever happened to you where the, the ship doctor couldn't help you. And it couldn't land, though. That was the fascinating thing. It did not. It was not able to land, so they had to drop by all accounts, the cage, sort of lower the cage. Uh, the bas- yeah, basket, basket, basket yeah. not cage, thank like you. cage. Well, yeah, basket cagey thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it can't tip over like yeah, a picnic yeah. basket and someone <laughs> can fall out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're already hurt and they're swinging no, around up there. I know, that would not be good. But it, so they didn't they actually They had to lower the, the basket, copter. disconnect it, load the basket, the helicopter went around, like veered off. My literally lawn, uh, not lawn furniture, balcony furniture <laughs> flew. We lost a pillow. 
It flew to, off. To the sea? No, it went oh. to a lower deck, thank God. Okay. But they didn't, and they didn't tell us. Like, I was kind of like, hey, you guys could have given us a heads up because we would have, you know, maybe brought the furniture Secure inside. Secure your furniture. Maybe they didn't But know. that's how much the pressure was. Yeah. It, things were just like bebopping off the back end of the thing. Oh my it gosh. Was, Really fascinating. Anyway, wow. I just wanted to share those two things. Survivor and medical evacuation. Now, if you want to talk about some of the people that probably should have been evacuated. We'll <laughs> say that. Salty because of their salty their attitudes. Yeah. There were people getting into it over, like, um, chairs by the pool. Oh, yeah. That's always a problem, isn't it? Like, people, people want to save their seats. Yeah, like, trying to save their seats at, like, 7 a.m. and then going about their day and then expecting that they're going to show, show up at, like, 1 o'clock with seats. No. That's not how that works. No. Sorry. You got to get there at 7 a.m. and sit there. Well, thank you, you for to. indulging me. Um, I just oh, wanted to share those hear, two things. Yeah, I, maybe you can give us a little more just piece by piece throughout the week. Yeah, yeah, fun for sure. Things. For sure. Best thing I ate on the buffet, I'll tell you. Ooh. Hey, when we come back, though, I want you to tell me about this Kim Kardashian story. Apparently, <laughs> she went to the Usher concert. Yes, she did. And, uh, and there were some friends with her that I think you'll be interested in. And okay. also, Usher knew she was there. For All right. sure. We'll talk about it when we come back right here. It's Don McLean for Olivia Weight Control Centers. By the way, there are centers everywhere. I mean, you just go on their website, Livia.com, and you will find one close to your house or office. I am I, I am certain of it. Uh, so it's very convenient in that way. And do you uh, lose weight for certain occasions? This used to happen to me where I'm like, oh, I have that wedding coming up where everyone will see me or my class reunion. Let me lose a little weight before then. And then you end up gaining it back because you didn't do it the proper way. Like you cut our all carbs and you're just eating like roast beef every day well don't do that because you can lose over 20 pounds before summer correctly the right way with the doctor recommended program of Livia and their weight loss team they care about you they were voted number one in Minnesota and it's not just temporary weight loss where you're going to gain it back I lost 30 pounds uh, about five years ago and I learned how to maintain my weight loss and I feel great call them for three months free 855 go Livia or Livia.com my Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, complete with Bradley this week. Hey. Hello. I got to catch you up on some things about Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, I don't know if you remember this, but. Can I just say, first of all, it is an amazing thing to live a light a week of your life without <laughs> Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so I just encourage that for all people. <laughs> but now that now that I'm back, yeah. what did I miss? Okay. So, Kim Kardashian, if you remember, her birthday was six months ago, and it was this big deal that she was going to go see Usher in Vegas, and she had all of her, uh, you know, her sisters and her girlfriends with her. Well, they could not land the plane in Vegas because the winds were too high. There was some storms happening in a Bruin, so... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. They had to turn their Kylie jet around. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it was like Kim Air or Kylie Air, whichever yeah. one, $73 million jet. Yeah. Um, they had to go back to L.A. and she was at In-N-Out Burger on her birthday. I remember, Do you remember this. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. totally remember yeah. that. It, when they mentioned the In-N-Out Burger in yeah. this article, I'm like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, poor Kim didn't get to do her birthday yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, I, re- I do remember. Okay, so. And it's so, sad that I have to, but whatever. What? It's sad that I have to remember that, but yes. <laughs> you do. It's in your permanent memory. Okay, so she decided to, now's the time I'm going to go make up for it and have my belated birthday in Vegas. So she, on Saturday night, um, went to see Usher, who serenaded her during the concert. Oh. Okay. Yes. Oh. And they had these special seats. Um, it was called the Ultimate Onstage Experience VIP Seating. They had dedicated cocktail service up there. So they're on part of the stage. Weird. Weird. It's probably built off to the side, you know, or, or something like that. But he but um, raised above, you know, the likes of us. Yes. Um. So he she was with her hairstylist her, her I'm sorry, hair artist is what it's called. <laughs> okay. Chris Appleton. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris Appleton. If I remember him, I just want to take a look. But yeah, go, go ahead. But yeah, he's very good looking. He's very good looking. And his fiance is, who is also there, Lucas Gage. Oh, wait, why do I know that name? White Lotus. Oh, my. He has been. Wait a minute. They've been dating? They're engaged. Did we know that? Well, I mean, now I know. It was a blind I, item. It was a blind item. Because I remember him saying, like, I'm not talking about my sexuality, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. By well, the way, I'm dating Kim Kim Kardashian's hair artist. Artist. Yes. Which so, is like sandwich artist. So I just, I think, <laughs> maybe just call yourself what you are, which is a hairstylist. Style and artist is kind of like, isn't that just as good to say stylist? Or it's just, if you're an yeah. artist, It just makes artist. people think... You know, you're a little too precious if you yeah. call yourself a whatever. Like, we're radio artists. So. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he's in a lot of the videos, and you get to see his reaction because there are points where he's serenading Kim and Lucas Gate. You know, there's pictures of them getting off the plane that says it has like a little mat there that says Kim air on it. Um, They're looking really fabulous. Everyone's wearing leather and Lucas Gage is loving life. Oh, I'm sure he's living his best life. So he's like, I'm with Kim Kardashian. People just found out about me this year because, you know, I, I think he, he's also well, on You, isn't he, Mike? I just haven't gotten to that part yet. He's on the season of You, and okay. he's on basically every HBO Max series that's come out in the last two years. This is his moment, and on yeah. top of it, he's engaged to Kim K's hair artist. And the world has seen a lot of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, well, yeah. good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um, so... They they were there, and you know he ser- he also at the concert was 
Let's see, Tiana well, Taylor. Now, I got sidetracked by the Lucas oh, Cage thing, but I wanted to circle back to the Usher thing. Are we alleging that Usher and Kim... Well, people are now going, ooh, do you think they'd be a cute couple? Um, and then I kind of did a little research. I'm like, surely he has a girlfriend. He does. And she works okay. for his so record this label. This is just like rumors. It is, but he also humped um, a. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> he humped a, like the mic stand on stage. Like he got down low and was doing some grooves. Okay. Pretty sexy, Usher. All right, that's my. <laughs> that had nothing to do with Kim. You just wanted to talk about. I want to let you know it happened. I might need to go to this show. Okay. All right. You, are you going to do the VIP experience? Uh huh. Okay. Hey, my talkers. Bradley here for my friends at your boat club. Not sure what you're going to do this summer. I mean, you might have some ideas, but there's no commitment needed with your boat club. They have a brand new trial membership designed to help you get your feet wet, get to know the water, and fall in love with boating. Whether you have time for boating every week or just once in a while, your boat club has a solution for you. I want you to check out their trial membership today. It's only $19.95. That's not $19, $1995 with tons of options to upgrade. Don't forget to fall in love with summer. Life truly is better on the water and your boat club has you covered and they have a range of options but i want you to check out this trial membership today again they have a solution for you all you have to do is head to yourboatclub.com they take care of the hassle you take care of the fun don't forget to tell them bradley sent you the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 1071 everything entertainment well, we got to go back to old Hollywood. There's a lot of stories that happen now that are scandalous. Well, let me tell you something. The backlight lot was just as scandalous. To the back lot, it's time to go. Time to go to the back lot. It's the lot that is in the back of a movie studio. To the back lot, it's time to go. Won't you join us in the back lot? We're meeting Bradley and Don in the back lot. Let's go. Yay! All right. It's pretty back here. Bradley, did you know Mm -hmm. that once upon a time, Congress (gasps) slut-shamed Ingrid Bergman? What? Congress. I had no idea. Was in the business of Ingrid Bergman's personal life and on the congressional floor, mentioned her and also called her a powerful influence of evil. Oh, my God. I had no idea. So, uh, like, when are we talking about and why the heck was Congress slut-shaming anyone, much less star of stage and screen? Well, this was in the mid-1940s. Um, she was at the time, she's from Sweden, if you don't know, and Ingrid Bergman is, um, uh, oh gosh, um, Rosalini, um, Roberto Rosalini is who she married and her oh, daughter yeah. and is, her daughter, yeah, Isabella Rosalini, Isabella Rosalini. Yeah, yes, who yes. is a wonderful follow on TikTok. I think it's TikTok that she's on. I've seen some videos from her. She's wonderful. She's an amazing human. Yes, she is. And she also is the spitting image of her mother. Yeah. Um. So going and people would know her from Casablanca. Yes. Notorious. Yeah, she was in Gaslight. She actually won an Oscar for that. She was in Notorious, just to name a few. So in her, she was married and she had a daughter named Pia with um, a man 
who has the last name Lindstrom, Peter Lindstrom. Hmm. Okay. And she really admired Roberto um, Benini. And not Roberto Benini, sorry, Rosalini. sorry. Rosalini, yes, an Italian director. And so she contacted him and said, I would really like to be in one of your films. And so they ended up filming a movie together. And during that time overseas, when she was in Italy, they fell in love. And That's she ended happens. as this sometimes happens with people in relationships. And it's like, you know, that's their business, yeah. not ours. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, she also a baby came from that and she chose to keep the baby. So all this comes out that she has had an affair with this Italian director. And, you know, she said, I, I decided to, you know, live my life. I fell in love. Well, uh, as it happens, the government thought that it was their business to put a stop to this and try to police Hollywood yeah, over like morality. How, how did that all happen? Well, I've never heard this story before. Yeah, so there was a uh, Senator Edwin Johnson from Colorado. He was a rank moralist who opposed things like FDR's New Deal policies. And on the Senate floor said this after this scandal came out, which was really just, at the time, tabloid fodder and Hollywood gossip stories. I mean, she was plain about it. She didn't hide it. She's like, I'm, you know, they both divorced their respective spouses. So um, he said, Mr. President, now that the stupid film about a pregnant woman and a volcano, which was Stromboli, that's the, um, that's the, movie that they were filming has exploited America with the usual finesse to the mutual delight of RKO pictures and the debased Rosalini. We are merely to yawn wearily greatly relieved that this hideous thing is finished and then forget it. I hope not a way must be found to protect the people in the future against that sort of jip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he proposed a bill where movies would be approved for licenses to film based on the moral compasses of those behind the picture, insisting this that all sounds so very familiar. It's it's just ridiculous. Well, what I mean by that is very little has changed because you have politicians moralizing about oh, other people's lives. That's true. When they should just be focused on their own, or I don't know, per, perhaps per chance. Making the world a better place. Oh, so um, he insisted that Ingrid Bergman, because she had this affair and had this baby, um, she has perpetrated an assault upon the institution of marriage hmm. and called her a powerful influence for evil. Also sounds like Murphy Brown. Remember um, that whole dust up with oh, sure. Dan Quayle and Murphy Brown? Oh, and, yes. You know, just like how, you know highlighting a single mother was just a terrible, terrible thing. Oh, anyway, gosh. Yeah. Yes. Again, moralizing by politicians uh, when many of them are morally questionable. But now, whatever, tell me more. Before this happened and she had an affair and a baby, yeah. uh, Ingrid Bergman was Senator Johnson's favorite actress. Oh, so because maybe he, he was personally affronted that his favorite actress had a life. There you go. He felt deceived by her so-called lavicious 
behavior. Lascivious. Lascivious? Lewd and lascivious. I mean, I, I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of words in here. I'm like, I've seen that word, but I just don't know how to pronounce it. Thank you. Um, and he wanted to ban Ingrid Bergman from ever appearing in major Hollywood motion pictures again. Because of this scandal, she fled the country, really, and left her daughter Pia with her ex-husband. And she left, um, she lived abroad from 1949 until 1957. And then she came back to New York to accept the New York Film Critics Circle Award for her performance in Anastasia. So, because of this entire scandal, um, 22 years later, after Senator Johnson's tirade about Ingrid Bergman and singling her out, on April 19th, 1972... Senator Charles Percy of Illinois read an apology to Ingrid Bergman on the Senate floor. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So finally they were like, yeah, remember when we attacked Ingrid Bergman on the Senate floor? Yes. Or on the House floor? Yes. So he said, Mr. President, one of the world's loveliest, most gracious, and most talented women was made the victim of bitter attack in this chamber 22 years ago. Today, today I would like to pay a long overdue tribute to Ingrid Bergman, a true star in every sense of the world. I know that across the land, millions of Americans would wish to join me in expressing their regrets for the personal and professional persecution, persecution that caused Ingrid Bergman to leave this country at the height of her career. She's welcome in America. We're deeply honored by her visit here. Well, good. At least they came. They made it right. It just seems so so crazy that they would attack one woman and say you're actually making people be evil. Yeah. Although, are you that surprised as a woman of history? Um, I am <laughs> that, not surprised. That, mm, a bunch of men would sit around and go, what's our biggest problem today, boys? <laughs> oh, look, a woman. And then try Who, to... By the way, they didn't mention the man. Did no. they talk about Mr. Rossellini? No, they didn't because he wasn't, well, I mean, she officially, she was Swedish, so... What does that He was making Italian her? films and she was making American films. So, films are films. Yeah, no, I don't think there is any distinction between the two of them other than that she was the woman, and that's who they thought that's the problem was. true. Very, yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, we actually have a little clip of um, oh. a documentary, Ingrid Bergman, in her own words. I fell in love with a man that was so different from any other man that I'd ever known. In those days, it was a shock to leave a husband and a child and not deny the baby to be born. It takes courage to take all the makeup off and uh, really show what you are. One word to define mama would say charm. The only thing that I think any of her children feel is we wish we had more of her. There you go. So. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, and you can totally hear Isabella Rossellini. I know in there. her voice too, yeah. and then and then she her has other such child a very Pia. Interesting voice. Right. So there you go. That's our well, good. Hollywood I'm, scandal of the week. I'm glad. That they finally came to their senses. They did. Quickly to lose them yet again for the next 40 years. They also accused her of being uh, a Nazi supporter, just to throw that in there, because they thought, oh, okay, yeah, that was Well, let me tell you a story about some Nazi sympathizers in our own government during World War II. There's a wonderful podcast. Ooh. And uh, feel free to uh, listen to it. Okay. Well, you can also watch this documentary. Just uh, What's I have the name of the documentary again? Page. It is called Ingrid Bergman in Her Own Words. Okay, fascinating. And her daughters appear on there as well. That's wonderful. I uh, t- Where can I watch that? You can watch that. Uh, you can actually find it on 
um, YouTube. That's oh. where I got the clip. Cool yeah. beans. I will do that because I love. It was a BBC production, it looks like. Interesting. Yeah. Don, thank you so much thank for you. teaching us something about the golden age of Hollywood and how really very little has changed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but here's what I do know. When we come back, we have to talk about Megan Trainer. Why? Because she said some dumb things. <laughs> well, and I a little bit TMI, yeah. Well, a little TMI and, and dumb. other dumb things, yeah. Specifically, I cannot wait to hear what excuse she had for the dumb things she said about teachers. When we return, right here on my. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental which is where I'm headed tomorrow morning. Bright and early, in fact, um, I like to go in. Before I head to work, they have early morning appointments available uh, or during the day appointments or after work appointments, whatever works best for your schedule. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Call Dakota Dental. They're a great family dentist. And tomorrow I'm going because I am on a dental implant journey. I'm very excited. Almost done. And I can tell you, if you've ever thought about getting dental implants, you are in good hands with Dakota Dental. Uh, I've loved my experience every step of the process. They've helped me understand exactly what that process is, how long it's going to take, how much it's going to cost, what the benefits are, what to pay attention to, and what decisions to make in uh, regard to uh, the care I receive. If you have questions about dental implants, call Dakota Dental today or just make that regular checkup and appointment. Get your teeth cleaned. Take care of those teeth you have because they're the only teeth you have. Call Dakota Dental today. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 107.1. It's time to talk about entertainment. Megan Trainer. No She's, relation. Right. Not related to Bradley Trainer. I'm sure you'll want to be far, far away from her after this story, especially. Last week we heard from her because there was a lot of TMI stuff. She does have a book coming out about motherhood and parenting. And so she's been around the circuit of, you know, TV shows talking about the book. And she mentioned last week that there are places you can't shave when you're pregnant because uh-huh. you just can't see it okay. over the belly. Great. Her husband, spy kid Daryl Sabara, helped her out with that. Not the pregnant. Uh, he did help her with the pregnancy for sure, but he also helped her with that. Great. And she needs to let everyone know. Wow, these are you know some things that I've you know, like. Man or woman doesn't matter. I'm not trying to mommy shame her or anything here. I'm just saying there's things that I I don't know if you need to share that. Yeah. Also, yeah. how did that come up in conversation? 
know. She's talking about parenting and like pregnancy and stuff because of the book she so has. It was like a out. gratitude moment. Like, I'm so grateful oh, for my, my husband, husband who shaped my. Okay. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they are comfortable with each other enough. Also, I. Okay. Yeah, yeah because right. we have heard her do now a we just lot have of to have that TMI mental moments. Image. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah, he's doing his own spy kids thing. <laughs> Down there spying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stop yourself. Stop <laughs> yourself, ma'am. Actually, Mike said that last week. I'm just repeating what he said. Oh. Right? I think so. Blame it on Mike. Sounds right. Okay. Anyway, so she had to defend herself again because she was on the podcast this weekend. And on Sunday, she had to put up a TikTok saying she was... Um, it's not how she felt about teachers. And I'm like, oh, what did you say about teachers? Well, she's on this podcast and talking about how she is going to homeschool her kids. They were talking about shootings at schools and how kids have to have bulletproof backpacks and Mm -hmm. making those claims. And um, she said, we're homeschooling our kids. Um. And she said, I see on TikTok, this is what it's like having kids in America. I have a bulletproof backpack. I was like, F all that. And then she said, F teachers. What? Yeah, she says, F those teachers. Okay. On what possible rationale could you have for saying bleep teachers? In the context of it, which it doesn't matter to me. If you're saying F teachers, dude. Why? Because she claims that she and her husband were both bullied by educators growing up. Um, But she had to apologize and say, I didn't mean all teachers. Um, We were bullied. And um, when I heard this other person tell their story that she was on the podcast with, it made her feel angry. So she just blurted out. And then she said, I did not mean to say that about all teachers. I love teachers. I fight for teachers. Some of my best friends are teachers. I think they have the hardest job and they're the most underpaid. (sighs) They're the most unappreciated when they literally raise all of us. I don't I don't know. That just sounds like a PR answer, which fine. That's you know, that's her choice. But what I would say is it sounds like there's something else there and better to like actually confront the feelings that you have that created those words out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you know what? That is really a crappy thing to say and instead of saying like i didn't mean all teachers like well but that's what you said yeah so like could we just be like rhetorically honest here ma'am meaning let's let's dig into what you're actually saying why did you say that and instead of just doing the like politically correct like i believe like children are future teach them well and let them you know just giving some pr pablum like could you just let's confront what you're actually trying to say and work through that because it sounds like you've got some hot takes that need to be deconstructed because i think well she's talking out both sides of her mouth you know she's like saying f teachers one day and the next oh i didn't mean yeah yeah and what i'm saying is that that's that means that that she's not really apologizing or being apologetic about it. She just got caught saying something that the world was like, what? And I would rather get into like what caused her to say that thing and really understand it yeah, and get her to understand like, whoa, I've got some stuff to work through. Cause at the point that you're saying bleep teachers, like, uh, have you met the world? Teachers are like the first line of defense for your children's lives. Right. When you're talking about the epidemic of mass shootings, 
Um, you're talking about um, most recently, you know, they mentioned the Nashville's Covenant School. Three yeah. teachers were, were killed yeah. and three students. Teachers are dying literally to kids. dying to protect your children. And the best you can come up with is F teachers. In a context of sharing personal stories about, you know, um, this teacher when I was growing up did this to me well, and it really affected me. F Those person. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not what she said. It isn't and, what she said. And that's like the clip that I heard didn't contain any of that context. Right. So whatever. Anyway, the moral of the story is she clearly got caught with her foot in her mouth. And instead of, I don't know, I feel like she could have addressed it better. Yeah, absolutely. And she did apologize. But I think it, if, if nobody would have said, hey, that was really wrong, I'm not sure she would have apologized. Yeah. You know, but I, here's the other thing. She has a book I to bet, sell right now. I bet there are people who would agree with her. And so this is the problem that I have is like just sort of like doing the apology thing and moving on mm-hmm. doesn't address like the problematic thinking people might have yeah. about teachers. Or actually, there was another conversation that's part of that that she referenced that I want to pick at, which is homeschooling your children versus I was just like gonna, you yes. think the best solution for a broken system is to remove your children from the system, which is very easy for you because you're privileged because you have privilege. Preach. Right. I was going to say that whole idea of just I'm going to take myself out of it. Most people can't do that. Yeah. They're and even if they could, parents. even if they could, I truly think like that's wow, that's a choice. And everybody has that choice. Yeah. But that just says a lot more about your worldview, uh-huh. which, again, that's a choice. And everybody gets to make their choice. But then people have the right to question it and poke at it and, you know, like yeah. not agree with it. Exactly. Right. 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 So Megan Trainer. You know, uh, the book's coming out if you're interested. What's her book about? Uh, it's Just about being you said pregnant motherhood. and being a mother. Yeah. Um, and it is called something about Dear Mama. Oh, what did you do? What is it? Anyway, she has a just search Megan Trainer. <laughs> yeah, I shan't be reading the book, but yeah, I am. Um, the only it, the only connection I have with Megan Trainer anymore is on TikToks. So people like to do dances to her music. Okay. Well, apparently she spends a lot on t- of on time or of time on TikTok. Yeah, responding to things she said and also referencing on TikTok these parents. She watches TikTok videos of parents saying, "My kid, you know, I have to send him to school where all of this is happening," and it's like, well, maybe educate yourself and don't spend so much time on TikTok. I don't know. Just just a thought there, making trainer. Also, um, I'm a little bit, I talked to Colleen about this last week and how sometimes I see influencers talk about being moms like they're the only ones who ever did it. (laughs) And so that's a little bit like, what is it that you're going to offer women that they haven't already heard? There's this sort of attitude like my experience is everyone's experience. And these are this is the way that you do things, and I'm coming from an authority. Oh, like because I'm a mother, I'm an authority. I'm an authority, and definitely I like leaning really, really leaning into the fact that you know, doing these books, it's like what are you exactly going to say? I'm sort of preemptively trying to think about what what are her attitudes if she has these kind of attitudes that she puts out there. What are we telling other mothers about how to raise their kids? You know. Just an interesting little thing. Is she going to come out with some more songs? 
Because she's really great. I feel like that's Dawn's that. way of saying, shut up and sing. No, no, definitely not. But I just. Um, no, I think, look, you, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, going back I to what, like you were, music. what you were talking about prior. Are you saying that that there are all sorts of opinions, but like how who made you chief mother? Kind of opinion yeah. have her like what what are what are you actually taking issue? Dear with? future mama is the name of the book. I'm taking I, I I think that what rubs you the wrong way? Well, a lot of the TMI things that she says mm. involve pregnancy and mm-hmm. being a mom. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, like we've been doing this for thousands of years. And the attention and like, focus do you think just you're on that. Insight is that what you're questioning? Yeah, I don't know if people want to look to her. Okay. For parenting advice. Yeah. Well, just saying. We'll find out when that book comes out. In the mm-hmm. meantime, stop being mean to teachers because they're saving kids' lives. That's okay. Right. Hey, when we come back, we have to talk about Pete Davidson. He's up to some stuff. Did you talk about um, that that act? 